driving on, keeping the ball alive. Doddy Weir is almost like a back row forward. And great stuff there by Doddy Weir, who, uh, when he goes like that, he's like a mad giraffe, but he's got great skills. Well, hello everybody and welcome to our latest Dodcast. Uh, good to talk to you and I hope you're all still coping in these very unusual and challenging circumstances. Uh, it seems like we've been in lockdown for a very long time, um, but we're beginning to see things ease in some regards, so that's a, always a positive. Just want to say very many thanks to our friends at Rugby Pass for making it possible for us to uh, record our Dodcast, to our producer Tim Groves, the font of all knowledge, and our friend Jim Hamilton, and especially our friends at Aberdeen Standard Investments for their continued and valued support. I'm joined this morning by uh, Doddy Weir and his lovely wife Kathy and Hamish, their eldest son, and hopefully at some point Carl Hogg, Doddy's mate, and my name is Jill Douglas. I'll be hosting uh, our Dodcast, so it's good to talk to you all again. We'll start with, the, as we always do, the word from Doddy, just to find out how he's doing, how he's feeling, and how life is up on the farm. Jill, lovely to speak to you. You forgot one introduction to my very good mate, Mr. Carl Hogg. He's also your husband, and what a great husband I believe he is at the moment. <laughs> uh, putting out the washing, doing things like that, putting me to shame. But on a serious note, on the farm, it's been uh, this lockdown I've quite enjoyed because it allowed me to spend time with the family, which I haven't really done too much of before when doing a lot of dinners. So in that way, it's been quite good to recharge the batteries. There's no doubt about it with the that I'm fighting MD a bit more than what I was maybe a year ago, but we're fighting it hard. But the farm's been unbelievable. I've thoroughly enjoyed. It's allowed me to get out for a bit of fresh air with the friends and family that I've had. We've got an outside gym that I use once or twice a week. The pod on the side of my house um, that we got installed uh, over a year ago has been absolutely fantastic. Allowed me to shower in a big bit of space. It's got the kind of Tokyo toilet that's been a great invention for me to be independent. So when you take that all in context, I think I'm doing quite well. I still can get up and down the stairs unaided. So enjoying the wee bit drink at night as well. All that put together, I think we're doing quite well, my dear. Would that be the same from you, Kathy? Are you enjoying having Doddy under your feet all day long? Are we recording? Yes? No? <laughs> no, obviously, yes, we are. It's, it has been really good. I'm a home person, so it's been great for me. And the only downside of it is that the sun's gone in and we've got rain at the moment. But yeah, no, all good here. And it's great to have Hamish on the call today. Um, Hamish, you're a young man about town. You're two brothers, teenagers, desperate to be out and about, I'm sure. How, it must be difficult for you guys being at home. I know it's lovely to spend time with the family and all, but there's a limit, isn't there? Most definitely, I think. I think the limit was about two weeks into lockdown after about 10 arguments with mum and dad. But it's the circumstances. We can't really get out, so you have to just embrace it and enjoy it for what it is. It's not going to change anytime soon, so we have to suck it up and get back on the farm and do some do some jobs. I imagine how that that's going to play out. And you know, Hamish, a lot of people will recognise you and, and your brothers from when you walked out on the pitch with Doddy coming up for three years ago, actually, for, uh, when um, Scotland played New Zealand at Murrayfield. And you know, life's changed a lot for you 
guys, the whole family in the last couple of years, everybody knows your business. Has it been a, a real change for you guys? Have you had to adapt quite a lot to, to how things have changed in your life in the last couple of years? I, I wouldn't say so massively. I think the one thing throughout the family, we just don't take anything all that seriously. So just have a laugh and joke about things. And I think that's kind of the most important thing. Ben trying to feed dad the other night, I think he probably wore more more of his spaghetti than he actually ate. And it's just little things like that that you really have to laugh at. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you boys found that funny. I was still quite hungry after the meal. <laughs> I think that is, you, you talk about the humour and I think sometimes when you're in a dark situation or you know, you're struggling, it, it does shine through Doddy and, and it comes from the heart and it's been a big part of your whole life, hasn't it? Jill has and that's been a very important part from day one, especially with the boys sitting next to you and other good mates like Gary Armstrong who supported me through this from, from the start. We've always had a better giggle. Although it's a serious issue, you've got to have a smile. You've got to have a bit of fun in life. You've got to get away from the M&D. And at the moment, with the friends and family and Hamish and the kids and Cathy, good lady, we're certainly trying to do that. And I think it's making a big, a big difference in me staying here. And to be honest, that's how you've approached life as long as I've known you, Doddy. And I'm going to ask Carl, who has known you a long time too, and, and friend, teammate, about that sort of sense of humour and that kind of that, that approach to life. Because I think it's, it's massively important. And, and you talk a lot about positivity and about how you, you count blessings rather than and then look at the, the harsh reality of the situation you're in. Carl, I mean, that, that hasn't changed with Doddy. In fact, if, if anything, it's probably come more to the fore in the last few few months. Uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, Doddy always had a great balance in life between achieving what he wanted to achieve, but also having the crack along the way. And, you know, I can recount numerous stories in training where he was laughing, joking, but next minute would be deadly serious. And, and it's a great balance to have. And you know, obviously he's taking that into MND. You know, we speak regularly. We don't get too heavy. It's just about normal day, normal day-to-day life. Um, but it's always with a smile and always with a bit of crack. I'm just wondering how your delegation skills are going, Jordi, on the farm, trying to get the boys to do some graft. <laughs> not, not very well, Hogster. I'm sure Kathy's the boss when it comes to who's doing what. When you set out on this this journey three years ago, and one of the drivers for you was the fact that there is no cure, no hope, no effective treatments. We've learned a lot in the last couple of years, and I'm beginning to feel as though that there is movement. Do, do you get that sense of optimism, or, or do you still feel as bleak about things as, as perhaps you were a couple of years ago? No, I think there's a definite bit of hope there, especially this year. Unfortunately, with the virus coming along, has put we dent into the sort of trials and research. But behind the scenes, Jill, you're spot on. Uh, what's going on? There's a lot of hard work. But in saying that, there's still quite a lot of frustrations on frontline. Uh, through the foundation, you and I have received quite a number of emails coming from people and patients who have been newly diagnosed and don't really get a lot of help. And that's an area where I think this future broadcast is going to help people understand that there is a lot of things out there and we can answer a number of questions because I know my frustrations along the journey and I've got the most amazing team behind me to answer a number of these questions. So people who don't have that, it must be really difficult for them, especially in lockdown. So these future podcasts, I think, are going to be vital to people who would like some answers. But definitely there's a glimmer of hope 
and as soon as the lockdown's finished, we then let the trials, which are the first trials in the UK for over 30 years, which is very encouraging and very exciting. And the one thing, you know, I've learned over the last three years, you know, we've dived into this experience of motor neuron disease. I knew very little about it three, four years ago, other than, you know, very loosely, you know, you know, you spanned Vest Hazen, we'd seen Stephen Hawking, you know, I had a friend of mine's father sadly died of MND, but really, you know, we weren't that aware of it as a disease. And, and I feel as though we've all learned an awful lot. Hamish, if, when you first found out about your dad's diagnosis, how aware were you of what MND was and, and what have you learned perhaps over the last couple of years? Um, I, I think at the time, it was, I, there was a lot of the sense of a fear of unknowing. I kind of heard kind of in school whispers and kind of had a, a pretty tame understanding of what it was, but I thought it was almost like a, a kind of death warrant. But as time has gone, it's kind of opened your eyes that I think dad is probably a prime example that you may have MD, but it's not by any means the write-off and you can continue to go on and kind of live your life and prosper. And I think that's kind of over time, it's become more and more understanding that you can keep on, keep on going as such. Yeah, totally. I think you're right. And I think it, the, the, the unpredictable nature of it is what's so frustrating, I think, for everybody, because no two patients are the same. Cathy, what, what, how do you feel the last couple of years, you know, the, the way Doddy's deteriorated? You know, what, what have you learned, do you think, over the last couple of years from this? For me, you know, as Hamish said, we were, didn't really know what to expect, whether he was going to die straight away or whether you know you but you do live your life and I think for me I just take every day as it comes and you just have to deal with situations as they come along. Doddy has probably deteriorated a wee bit but you know you deal with that and you just if somebody said to me at the very beginning you're gonna have to be a carer and this is what you're gonna have to do I think it would scare you almost but where it's you're, you're dealing with it every day that you, you just learn to live with it. Carl, you know, Doddy, a larger-than-life character, such a physical presence. It is tough to see him, you know, struggle a wee bit, but but at the same time, you know, and I say it, I don't say it lightly, it, it inspires you as well because you don't sweat the small stuff when you see somebody going through that. For me, it's um it doesn't change. It's just um I don't get home that often and get up to Blue Cairn, but I speak to Doddy, it's just same old Doddy, same banter, same taking the make care of each other as, as we did 23 years ago. So Literally the same chat and banter. Yeah, <laughs> correct, correct. This rolls out again, Kath. I, I don't see the physical deterioration, but it, it's um, it's still the same Doddy for me. And, and we talk about stuff that, that upsets him, uh, things around the farm that are not done correctly and properly. He's still so, so principled and gets his backside out about things and about the kids. And it's just same old, same old. So, um, yeah, I will miss playing around the golf. I might be actually be able to beat him around the golf now. So things that have changed, but essentially weirdo hasn't changed at all. And we've got a bit of a birthday coming up, Dodge. So on the 4th of July, the day before Carl's birthday, as you'll make note, you're turning 50. What are you thinking about that? Well, very pleased, Jill, to be honest. Who would have thought that your husband and I will be the same age for one day? And in a lot of ways, we never thought we'd be here. So it's taking the attitude where we are. is kind of enjoying every day. And I think that's allowed us to be here with the team we've got behind us as well. A great thank you to everyone that we, yeah, we're under two weeks to celebrate, but unfortunately, we're going to probably just be able to celebrate with the family because 
I'm still a sort of vulnerable person. So in Scotland, we are in lockdown, I think, to the end of July. So in a way, <laughs> I'm going to save quite a few pennies. Uh, the wife, the three kids, and I round the table with a bit of fillet steak and, uh, <laughs> and some nice wine. But I know that you've got a lot of other ideas that we might shell out and try and celebrate it in a big way if we can. Because it is quite a major milestone. Thinking about it three and a half years ago, am I going to make it, am I not? So this is again on my mindset, which has been dramatically helped by your husband. Give yourself some goals and targets. So if I get my birthday out of the way, the next kind of goal I've got is to stay around for Kathy's birthday. All right. She's 50 in October. <laughs> and, then, and then we're going from there. So, yeah, looking forward to the 4th of July. And bring it on for some nice wines and good food. Rest assured, come August, if lockdown is allowed, we'll be doing something. But Well, just to say that you're very correct, and everyone who's been involved in the lockdown, it's there for a reason. So you're correct, we, we first of all were looking at a big party in Kelso, so that was put on hold. We thought about going to South Africa to support Scotland. So again, that's put on hold. So there's a lot of sacrifices needing to be made at this time, but that's for the correct reason, to try and survive this virus. And in order to do that, we're going to kind of behave and, and do what we're told to do. So with that, look out in, in August. That could be the big celebration time. And we don't know, uh, obviously you went to South Carolina in 97. Um, your tour got cut short. Um, South Africa next summer. Definitely. That's the next goal, big man. You and I on safari. I'll be around. <laughs> um, one thing I did want to ask, Doddy, you know, as you mentioned, we get a lot of correspondence and emails from, from families, with, you know, a member of the family suffering from MND and from patients themselves. And it is a difficult time. And it's right and proper that um, patients with respiratory problems are being shielded uh, and some maybe don't ha have access to, to friends and family or you know ha haven't got the support network that, that perhaps you have. I know you're very keen that we put something together that will go out hopefully to everybody that receives this diagnosis. It's just a bit of background information, some of the things that you've found useful and that's something that we've been working really hard on. We hope to get roll that out very soon but would you have some words of it, just as some words to, to share maybe with with your fellow MND patients at the moment? It's a very difficult time, Jill. You're very correct at the moment. There's quite a number of emails come to our foundation. And if you feel in a bit of trouble, please get in touch with us and we'll we'll look at that. But otherwise, stay strong and uh, take care and keep smiling. And I think that's something that shines through from you all the time. Uh, is he always like that, Hamish? Or is it, does it, is it just when he's talking to me? Probably when he's just talking to you. <laughs> at home, there's been a, a few shouts. And unfortunately, Ben, Ben's kind of got the wrath of Dad at the minute because <laughs> those two are out on the farm doing all sorts of jobs. He's got us on roofs, building fences. I think while he sits from his buggy and laughs when it's pouring with rain and we're outside in the cold, I think he actually quite enjoys it. Hey, Hamish, I hear you the golden child. Not a chance. My little brother, he drives a tractor and my dad, being simple enough, thinks that's the greatest greatest thing in the world so he wins that title uh, and listen Kathy um so you're looking forward to the birthday sounds like you're going to be cooking up a, a steak and enjoying some just some, a really lovely time with, with the, the family 
I was more thinking beans on toast, something nice and easy. <laughs> Not spaghetti, I think, is the, the shining food. No, no. <laughs> uh, we're hoping to get a couple of our professors kindly have offered to, to join us and our medical strategy lead, Sean McGrath. He will um, talk to them and Doddy and myself in our next podcast. And we'll maybe try and pick through some of the, the current thinking around MND, some of the research projects that we've invested in, and just some of the questions around different treatments, there have been different drugs mentioned, we get a lot of correspondence from people from all over the world saying that there's some new treatment being discussed, so let's have a look at some of that. If you've got any questions, by all means, you fire them into us, um, you can access, uh, you can contact us via the website. And also, just to say, we have got something very special planned for Doddy's birthday, there are two things actually, there's Doddy's virtual ride, so the, um, the bride in the borders, Doddy's ride, the last two years, it has been an absolute washout of rain. Um, and we were really hoping that we would do it this weekend, this year and the weekend of Doddy's birthday. And we were going to call it Doddy's Sunshine Ride because we were so sure the rain wouldn't come on, a third, on our third year. Instead, it's going to be a virtual ride. So have a look online for that and um, the details there. If you want to virtually ride uh, for Doddy this year, you're very welcome to join us. Uh, but also, we've got a viral campaign. We're going to be... Um, launching that very soon and it's an opportunity wherever you are in the world whatever you're doing just for a moment uh, on Doddy's birthday to raise a glass and wish him well but we'll give you all the details because uh, I know so many of you have been asking and I think it just is a lovely opportunity to celebrate the big man's birthday and, and say cheers to Doddy. Uh, I want to just thank um, Hamish, Kathy, and Doddy and Carl for joining me again today. Um, look forward to talking to you all again. Stay safe, stay healthy, and special thanks to Tim Groves, the font of all knowledge, for his wonderful production to Big Jim Hamilton and his friends at Rugby Pass, but especially uh, Aberdeen Standard Investments for their continued and very valued support. We really do appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next time. Doddy Weir, there they are, driving on, keeping the ball alive. When he goes like that, he's like a mad giraffe, but he's got great skills.